0: All right, next up, another episode of the Crushcast today, Anthony Greco, one of the most effective leaders in the country. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jim. Great to be here. I was checking out your history. We're coming up on nine years. So October 1st, 2014. I want to go back in time for a second. Let's say it was nine years ago, like right now. Would you possibly have had any concept for what the next nine years we're going to bring in?
1: Not at all, not at all. It, it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't change really anything. I'm uh, you know, very excited about the journey um, that I've been on and and uh, look forward to the future. But uh, certainly couldn't imagine the you know the amount of impact that I've been able to have and you know the influence that uh, you know, I've been able to to have in others as well.
0: What was your mindset when you were breaking in?
1: Just to survive, just to figure it out, survive, uh, make it one more week, one more month. Then I started to figure things out. And, um, you know, from there, I I can't say I struggled in my first first couple of years. I I was um, really happy with, um, you know, what I was able to accomplish. But it's been really exponential growth ever since. So. It's actually pretty rare
0: to talk to someone that says that they didn't struggle. I mean, most people that I talk to, when they when they think about the first couple of years, in most cases, they say they had to scratch and claw and barely made it and thought about leaving several times. In your case, it sounds a little different. Sounds like like breaking in was relatively smooth. Is that overstating it?
1: I, I think yeah, we're taking taking away some of the uh, the late nights and long hours. Uh, I. Yeah, there was definitely challenges along the way, uh, but I think I was was part of a unbelievable culture here in the New York City office. I uh, had a fantastic manager and mentor in Anthony D'Angelo and Jordan and Tony Sages that um, failure wasn't an option. So I yes. knew I, you know, I had to figure it out and there was a great track to run on. At one point, so for the
0: last several years, you've been one of the most effective district managers in the country. And I'm curious about, at what point that became a career thought for you? Was it right out of the blocks or was that over a period of time?
1: Yeah, it was something I knew in any industry that I pursued. I wanted to hopefully, um, you know, step into a leadership role. I have a passion for leadership. I have a passion for helping others and really, you know, spreading as much impact and influence as possible. Um, You know, I think if you ask me, Back then, you know, was I ready for a leadership role? Probably would have said no, but going back to the environment, there was others that believed in me, and um, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is when someone else believes in you, you know, you take that leap of faith, and you know that uh, you're you're in a right situation with a great company and, and great partners.
0: I feel like that's a big part of being a leader. It's finding greatness in someone else sometimes before they see it, sure. and then convincing them what they're capable of. Yeah. Now you're pursuing the PDM program and I call it the juggle. So you're still new in the business, still building your own business, but then transitioning into recruiting and selecting and training and developing. How did
1: you manage the juggle? What was your approach? Yeah. Um, the the juggle, it was just taking one day at a time. Uh, one Day at a Time, Understanding My Priorities. One of the, the best books I've ever read was Measure What Matters, where the, the author talks about OKRs, objectives, and key results. And what I realized was that I had very clear goals in mind in terms of um, client acquisition, in terms of advisors <laughs> and growth within the team. And I knew what the inputs were to, to, to get the results that I desired. So it was really just holding myself accountable day in and day out to those key results.
0: I love that book and I love that premise. John Doerr, I think, is like the 10th wealthiest man in the U.S. and not always a name that people know. And in his book, Measure What Matters, he does go through the premise of OKR, measure what's matter, make sure that you have a number behind everything that matters. Another thing that he talks about in OKRs is like swinging for the fences, having goals that are very, very large. Is that something that you've adopted like on a year-to-year basis when you come in with your goals? Do you do that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, you know, I, I, I try to, um, you know, make sure that they're realistic. Uh, what, and what I've realized is year over year, uh, what I thought was realistic for myself when I look at what others are doing in the business, in the industry, in our company, um, you know, there's so much, there's so much opportunity. And uh, so every year, we get more and more ambitious with those goals. And, uh, you know, fortunately we've been able to deliver. So we'll see. I like getting inspired
0: by others, less so competing with others. And like seeing, you know, getting excitement from what someone else just did making you think, geez, you know, that's doable. When I was looking at your history, what I noticed, this is getting taped in September of 2023. This is the best year of production that you've ever had. Like right now, like through the end of September, this is the best year you've ever had. Yet you're one of the top leaders in the country with a very, very large organization. How do you account for that? Is that just progressive growth or are there are a few systems that like you have nailed down? now?
1: I, I think you kind of alluded to it before, Jim, when I was in PDM, it was it was a juggling act. And uh, you know, here we are, my daughter's two years old my wife is a working professional, been an unbelievable support system uh, for each other. Uh, and and I feel like the last 10 years has really just been preparing us for a year like today, uh, where we're juggling both uh, our career goals as well as our, our family goals. Your daughter was
0: born during COVID then.
1: Yep.
0: And years so years. what an extraordinary uh set of events that must have been for you like all of the adaptation that everybody had to go through anyone on the planet and then also a, a shift in your family what has it been like for you now juggling your career juggling your client base juggling coaching others and then also with a 2 year old daughter how, how do you cover all the ground and any guidance for those that are struggling with it
1: yeah i wish i had the the uh the secret sauce there, it's its day at a time. It's figuring out, I think it's making sure you have a great support system around you. Um, you know, my, my wife Diana has been uh, truly an inspiration. I think we, we have been for each other. So having a great support system and really just being focused on your goals and your why. So my um, why is to be an exceptional father, husband uh, and to lead with with humility and integrity. What is it, uh, I I
0: don't hear this often. What is it about your wife, Diana, that inspires you?
1: Yeah, just how she's been able to step into the role of a mother and do it so um, elegantly and still deliver on her commitment to her career and, and progressing, and she's very successful in her own right. So it's, uh, you know, it, it pushes me every day to be a better version of myself. All right. Two more questions for you. Nine years
0: in, you're in and you're out. One of the top leaders in the country. What are you most proud of? You got a team of 30.
1: Yeah. So looking back uh, last six years, when I hired my first advisor, now fast forward, it's September 2023. There's uh, close to 30 advisors part of our organization the amount of impact is, is immense that we have on our clients. Uh, we continue to deliver on our promise of exceptional service and really being a meaningful part of their lives. And to think that you know we're really just getting started. Uh, many of the advisors I expect to be with our organization for many, many decades. Uh, we're firing on all cylinders, we're up across the board. And hopefully we're sitting here January 1st looking back And, you know, we could celebrate as being one of the top teams in the country. We talk about measure what matters. It's probably impossible to measure
0: the impact of all of your efforts. But try this on for a size. (laughs) 30 careers, 30 years per advisor. That would be 900 years. 1,000 clients per advisor, 30,000 families or businesses. Is that wild? And you're just getting
1: rolling right? I mean, that's something. I'm fired up, Jim. It's, it's such an exciting career. Um, it's done amazing things for myself, my family, and then being able to share that with others is, is uh, you know, just what I enjoy the most.
0: That was going to be my closing question. As you look forward into 2024 or even longer term, what are you most excited about?
1: Uh, touched on it before, it's continuing to expand my uh, my impact my influence my reach not only among my team but other teams as well as other offices so i i always look to try to give back and uh if if i could help somebody else along the way then i think that's a pretty successful career no doubt
0: all right anthony this has been a great discussion thank you for all you do much respect
1: thanks for having me jim